0: Hello, guys, gals, non-binary pals, whatever the hell else you are. I'm Avery, or Hazel, or Kylie. Just pick one.
1: Hello, I am Lily, the master of messing up (laughs) audacity. Apparently.
0: And welcome to South America. It's like America, but it's South. Today, we are covering Up. And we initially added this movie... ...to our rotation of movies um, way back when we first started this podcast. And we started recording in August 2021. Um, And we added this movie um, in memory of Edward Asner, um, who was the voice of Carl. He passed away in, um, in August of 2021. So, it's been a while. We kind of expected we'd get to this movie earlier,
1: but... I definitely did, yeah. yeah it's
0: just kind of how things worked
1: out. Um,
0: whew. Uh, but anyway, this podcast episode will contain spoilers for Up. You can find a link to purchase it in the description. You can also... In the description, if you're watching on YouTube, that is. Um, Because we know a lot of you don't watch on YouTube.
1: but I know a lot of you are the um, gender male. (laughs) We do have
0: some female listeners. I know
1: that. Well, considering that we have one, our total listener pool is four.
0: You're not counting YouTube.
1: (laughs) That's true. I'm only counting the parts where I have management over.
0: Yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, so regarding this movie, um, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, This movie came out in 2009 when I was only 12 years old. I did not like this movie back then. And um, now I would say it's pretty good. I know a lot of people who say this is their favorite Pixar movie and um, that it's amazing and whatnot. It just doesn't strike that chord with me.
1: It's a really sweet movie. I think it's definitely... um...
0: Just Come on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, sorry, I'm just on to i him. like it's so small the audio is so small Don't worry, I can boost it
0: in recording, it, it, not recording, in editing
1: now I'll boost it before I send it to you Um. How should I say especially the music
0: Well, the music, okay Let's, let, let's briefly touch on that. The score in this movie was composed by Michael Giacchino, who is always a win. He composed the music for Inside Out, he composed the music for Incredibles, um, he composed the music for Doctor Strange. Like, Michael Giacchino is always a win, so I'm not surprised that the score is at least amazing.
1: I like how you say that. At least amazing. <laughs> But yeah, no, and it's just so relaxing. Like, this guy can do Incredibles, which is like high, you know, high paced, high action, and then go off and do this.
0: Yeah, like, Michael Giacchino is one of my favorite composers. Um, I put him right along there with Koji Kondo, who uh, did most of the music for the early Mario and Zelda games. Um, and I'd also put them up there with Alan Menken, who has done most of Disney's musical numbers as well.
1: I'd put them up there with um, whoever's the um, composer of the Persona music soundtrack.
0: Well, it's likely different composers, That's- but hey. well
1: Actually, I think it's mostly done by one. Probably. But anyway, regarding this movie,
0: and one of the reasons where I, that I just don't really love it as much is, like, it stretches believability quite a lot. Um, like, I can believe that uh, Carl gets kicked out of his house for assaulting a construction worker. It is a bit of a stretch if you, like are naive and don't think rich people will take advantage of the system or not necessarily just rich people but corporations which we know that this is by and large.
1: Money. Um. So. Yeah, the one the person, the one big face corporation that took advantage of the entire world effed it over and that had to turn everyone up into space. Yep.
0: That corporation, also the the company that made um, the batteries that power Buzz in Toy Story. But yeah, um, I didn't look for the A113 in this movie, and I probably
1: should have. Hmm. I'll look it up later. Yeah, I probably will, too. Uh, Because,
0: like, as has been established, A113 is in every Pixar movie except for Monsters, Inc.
1: But there's something I have been wondering. How many fully helium balloons would it take to lift up one person?
0: That's what I'm wondering, too. But, like, okay, I actually should uh, continue talking about the things that make this movie unbelievable for me. Like, the whole idea of balloons lifting up a house it's cool in concept but it would never work for starters they'd have to rip the house off the foundation and i feel like this movie is just pretending the foundation doesn't even exist um and then for another thing the way houses are built
1: entire animation where the found like the entire animation it wouldn't ripping the foundation it would have been a lot more. I mean, it wouldn't work like that in real life. And
0: then the other thing too happen. is uh, the um, houses are built with reliance on gravity to keep them together, so that wouldn't really work. And, and and it doesn't just stop at the house either. Like if you buy into the Pixar theory, you can excuse the animals in intelligence in this movie. But I still think it goes a little too far. You have dogs that are literally piloting planes.
1: Okay, let's talk about the dogs for a second. Up it does such a good job with making other dogs seem like dogs. Like, Actually, I would say they do that well with this movie Doug. No, um one of my favorite parts of this movie is when um he actually says treat.
0: And then if there's the other was... um th- there is the other aspect too of this movie continuing the uh, the misconception that there is like such a thing as an alpha male. ...which has been disproven. Um... ...it's not a real thing. And I probably should have talked about that in How to Train Your Dragon, too, but... ...we didn't mention it. I mean... ...they're dragons. Sure, they are fantasy creatures, but these are dogs. So, yeah, I think it's even less. Uh, I think it's even less forgivable in this type of movie. Um,
1: I mean, once you give but yeah uh, that the that's... ability to talk, and especially communicate to humans, they might adopt human um, ideals.
0: Well, humans don't have alpha males
1: either. Like seriously,
0: anytime you see somebody calling themselves an alpha male, they're probably someone who lives a who lives in their mom's basement, and
1: politicians.
0: I've never seen a politician They'll call himself. Call alpha himself. Alpha
1: male. <laughs> they call. Him, <laughs> I they don't call himself alpha male, but they do call themselves like leaders, and whatnot, and you know, controlling. Yeah, but.
0: Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Um, I know a lot of people have said, like, they cry within the first ten minutes. I acknowledge... Like, I, I can see the sadness there. Um, but I don't know. It's just other Pixar movies move me to tears much more than this one ever could. I feel like... like Obviously it's sad, and I think, I honestly think the moment where Carl opens up the, um, the, what, fuck, what was the title of that book? Was it just called My Adventure Book?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah.
0: When Carl opens that up and goes past the Stuff That I Will Do page, and he starts seeing all the uh, pictures of him and Ellie together... And at the end where it says, like, thank you for a wonderful adventure, now go and have your own, I think that is so much more impactful than the first ten minutes, personally. I think that's my favorite scene in the movie.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean...
0: Because, like, it's a strong message. She didn't need to go
1: to uh, Paradise
0: Falls because... Just being married to Carl was enough of an adventure for her. Mm. And that is, like, really powerful.
1: Really moving, if you think about it.
0: Yeah, and, like, okay, so I am going to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room uh, in regards to soul. Uh, because a lot of people think 22 becomes either Ellie or Russell. I don't think either one works. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. And I also don't think Mei Lee from Turning Red works all that well either. Honestly, the more and more I look at it, Wally makes the most sense. Um, but Colette from Ratatouille is another common theory, so we'll get to that one eventually.
1: I mean, on the like re- realistic side, just monsters. If you believe the Pixar theory, doors that are about the size of doors that are actually time trolley machines. What's your point? Uh, <laughs> Now, excuse me if I say that not everything is based on reality.
0: There's a lot of good um, evidence to suggest that it is probably time travel, especially when you consider the desync um, in, like, human time versus monster time. And that's, like, that's not even Pixar theory itself. That's just within the movie.
1: No, I'm just going at the part of where it is a door. There's not a lot to a door. It's more believable. <laughs> I e I don't know. It's more believable
0: to me that they're traveling through time than that they are teleporting to a different dimension.
1: I think it's more believable that balloon, a bunch of balloons can carry a house than that a tiny ass door with no circuitry can either do can do either of those things. Is A, it needs power, but was it effing powering? Like, what circuits? Lily,
0: the Pixar theory does not state that it runs on electricity.
1: Um, that was the entire point. No, the entire point was that it was magic. I say it's um electricity. I say it runs off of power. Yeah, but it,
0: you wouldn't I mean, really need circuitry. Where... You wouldn't really need circuitry. Like the witch in Brave puts magic into wood all the time, and if you notice anything about Monsters Inc. All the doors are made of wood.
1: Where's a sliding glass door? <laughs> yeah,
0: there's no glass doors. There's no metal doors. Um, Actually, there is one metal door. Okay, but that one's uh, the one to the Himalayas, and it's not tied to an actual door on the other side. But anyway, we're talking about Monsters, Inc. more than we're talking about Up. No, it is
1: tiled on. What? It is, sorry, last point, it is tied to a door, because you can literally see Sully, you know, opening and closing the door multiple well, times. Well, didn't it disappear after... I think it, uh, I think it disappeared over the thick layer of snow. Animation effects.
0: Maybe. But we're talking about Monsters, Inc. more than we're talking about the movie that we're supposed to be talking about here. Um...
1: Oh, yeah, down.
0: Yeah, down. Um, but anyway, like if you buy into the Pixar theory, the animal's intelligence kind of makes sense. And um, as far as the Pixar theory goes, this movie would take place after Ratatouille. So um, it's kind of conceivable that Charles Muntz would have put two and two together and realized that animals were intelligent and created dollar uh, colors to enable his dogs to speak to him.
1: Wait. This movie takes place in a large a long period of time if you count the past. Okay, if you count the past scene, sure. But like no, I mean like when is this movie actually starting?
0: Uh that depends on how old Carl is, I guess. cuz like this movie the majority of it takes place the very same year that it released 2009 which is the same for a lot of Pixar movies like they take place the year they released um Toy Story 1 and 2 both so glad, Toy Story uh, 1 and 2 both do that as well
1: So glad we made it past Wally guys <laughs> Yeah no no casualties here. Well,
0: I'm not saying that every Pixar movie takes place the year that it released, because that would be stupid. Wally makes it but, very...
1: Speaking about that, Wally
0: makes it very clear that it takes place in the distant future.
1: There's a very particular reason why I sent you that picture from Disneyland. Why? Well, it's just Cars lore... That would have, um, just absolutely not care about the Pixar theory at all. Except
0: it you- kind of works with the Pixar theory. In what way? A person found a sp- what What was it? Um, yeah, a person found a spring in the middle of a desert. It didn't say a car found it, which implies that people existed in that world.
1: It also sounds like, their radiator? Well, it sounds like their own radiator broke down, and then, you know, abandoned. Okay, this is not pretty my point, but I'm saying they are the car. And they are about to die. And then that's when they found this blessing spring. And that's why they named it Radiator Springs. Because they're about to die. I mean,
0: I think, I, I think the... Uh, once again, we're getting too far off topic. But once again, I think the, the image you sent me very much implies that it was an actual person.
1: Also, that lion took forever. If you're going on that ride, don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, if only Disney had a fast pass. <laughs> there's there's actually like a whole YouTube video about like a long and complicated history of Disney's fast pass.
1: I also I've always wondered. I know we're getting even more off track, but like it's called fast pass, but. The actual line is called the lightning Lane.
0: It, eh. Anyway, regarding Up, um, so one of the things that's really cool about this movie, especially if you believe... If you believe the Pixar theory is that, like, it makes sense how there is this bird, like, how it exists. Uh... Hmm, explain. The good dinosaur, the asteroid that was supposed to wipe them all out, missed. And they developed intelligence. Um, so, this bird very clearly looks prehistoric. And per the Pixar theory, you would expect this bird to be intelligent. True. Per the Pixar theory, you would expect this bird to be intelligent which it very clearly is, like, because it's managed to evade capture for decades. So, I don't know. Seems, it seems pretty intelligent to me. And, the and like, with this movie taking place immediately after Ratatouille, um, we know that animals have intelligence, but humans cannot understand them. Which is why the dog collars were necessary to begin
1: with. So, something I've been wondering, how good is chocolate for that bird?
0: (laughs) We don't know, because it's probably, like, a made-up species. Probably.
1: That is true. I don't remember the dog ever eating the
0: chocolate, and
1: god, I hope they
0: didn't show that ever. Um... Because, like, I'm not a dog person, no, um, um, and that might contribute to another reason why I don't like this movie as much, because I'm not a dog person. Um,
1: but, yeah. I'll say when I watched this movie, I thought it'd be more about Doug, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, Doug was involved in this movie a lot less than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his own TV show.
0: Yeah, and we will be covering Doug Days at some point, so that's going to be fun. Some days. Yeah. So, what are your general thoughts on this movie?
1: Like, what things did you like and didn't like? I think it was a really solid movie. I think it definitely pulls your attention with the um, opener, gives a nice little lore, and then plunges you into the world of your main character. Yeah. But I think we should talk about, and so I was watching this video about twist villains, and they call this villain from Up a twist villain. That's a stretch. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not... sure how much I believe that. But if you can call it a twist villain, you can definitely call it a good twist villain.
0: Okay. See, here's my take on that. You know he's the villain pretty much from the start. I think the whole... I don't know. I feel like the only thing that makes me not like this villain as much is because it's another one of those... Never meet your heroes stories Mm. And I don't know I'm just kind of tired of the never meet your heroes story
1: I think Coco did it well Oh yeah
0: Coco did it really well But we'll get to
1: Coco (laughs) But I feel they like they did this all considered twist villain really well, as he had no reason to attack them. You know, and you know he's just being very friendly. on what you said earlier. I, I do want
0: to circle back to Coco for a second. I think the reason it works well for Coco is that character isn't really the main antagonist of the movie it's it's Miguel's family
1: i mean he did cause the entire rift between his family he did
0: but like the the ultimately the conflict Throughout the movie, was between Miguel and his family. Like they were the main focus, and mostly the dead part. Uh,
1: parts is yeah. Family. Like
0: his family, his conflict with his family was the focused, and this character was more of just the cause that we find out about later. I- I'm trying to avoid spoiler territory because. We should really talk about Coco spoilers in our Coco episode, whenever that happens.
1: But yeah, um, uh, Pixar's down. My favorite movie. What? How many times are we gonna
0: use this joke? Too much. Yeah, like. I think literally in our how to train your dragon episode, uh, like I I think in our how to train your dragon two episode, uh, you said something about wishing this movie had a sequel and I jokingly said down. So now we've like done this thing in two episodes.
1: You know, we're going to do it in Doug's days. (laughs) Maybe. There's no stopping me. (laughs) Oh, boy. Fun.
0: I had this weird moment where I thought the uh Alpha Dog looked like Boltund. So that was interesting. Huh. Boltund for those
1: alpha Boltund
0: for those of you um, who don't know is a Pokemon from Gen 8.
1: Actually I didn't even remember that. <laughs> That's how little I play Gen 8. Wait, did I say play? I meant cared.
0: Yeah, Gen 8 wasn't that good.
1: Wow, you can almost confuse us for being... We're confused playing a Pokemon movie. Playing a... Never mind. But yeah, um...
0: I swear to God, okay. The voice behind the, uh... The alpha dog whenever his translator thingy is messing up, I swear to God, I recognize that from somewhere. I can't place where, and I probably should have looked it up and I might edit in a thing in like, I might edit in a, th- you no, know I can look it up now. Right? You probably could. Yeah. Um, the voice of John Ratzenberger was very early on in this movie. I recognized him immediately. Um, he was one of the construction workers that was talking to Carl very, very close to the beginning.
1: Oh, my God. I tried to search it up, like The Alpha Dog, and apparently that's an effing movie. Oh, my God.
0: Of course it is. But are you really surprised? But yeah, this movie, uh. I don't know. It's in a weird place with the Pixar theory, too, because, like, it really doesn't matter that much. It just kind of exists. It's one of the last movies before uh, humans leave Earth, which is interesting because there's, like, a massive time jump. But it also takes place... Um, after Toy Story 3. And we actually see a child from Toy Story 3 in this movie. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Mm. Because it's very... It, it's when Carl's house is taking off. Um, and it's flying past this window... And there's a child playing inside this room. That child was from Toy Story 3. And this movie takes place only two years after, I believe.
1: So that's... Okay, so this movie was in... Okay, um... Doug and Alpha have the same voice actor. That's weird. Which is Bob Peterson. I'd be interested to know what else he's in. Literally everything. Yeah, I'll
0: look into it later so I can fig um, so I can figure out where I know him from.
1: Monsters University, Roz, um, Mr. Ray and Finding Dory, Chick, well, sorry, Chick Hits, and Cars 3. There's a
0: specific high-pitched, like, specifically the high-pitched sound is what I recognize. Um, so I'm not sure where that's from, but we we'll, will I'll look into it later.
1: Additional voices in Mr. And the Incredibles. Hmm. But yeah, and in Monsters Incorporated, he just plays the, um, oh, wait, what was her line? Um, you didn't file your paperwork, Wazowski. That was him. Okay.
0: I haven't seen monsters inc in so long.
1: I should rewatch that. Yeah,
0: it, it's largely because like I feel like I want to do a Pixar movie marathon and I keep starting them and stopping before I even get to Toy Story. Um and I'd be watching them in the order of the Pixar theory, of course, and uh well, Monsters, Inc. is literally the last movie.
1: (laughs) I'm actually getting sick of um, Good Dinosaur. I am. It's part of the
0: reason why I haven't started another Pixar movie marathon. Because the Good Dinosaur is really not that good. And neither is Brave, to be honest. Like, Brave is okay at best, but there it has its
1: problems. I wonder how long... Like, you started from the first Pixar movie to the last. How long would it take you... Some time. ...to finish? At the... Thank you, Avery. Your insight um, is always... It helpful. would take
0: you at least an hour.
1: <laughs> no shit. Okay. Really? I
0: think... Okay. Honestly, if you started from the beginning... And you did nothing else. You didn't pause the movie for any reason.
1: It would take you... And you would have to, like, immediately... Um, yeah. You'd have to program to switch it over immediately. It would
0: take you probably two days. Because there are 25 Pixar movies.
1: Yeah, it seems legit. Hmm. Every 24-hour stream watching Pixar movies. <laughs> No, I <laughs> guess so copyrighted.
0: I mean, it's actually fine if as long as you delete the vod.
1: Someone's gonna figure it out after um, the twelfth hour.
0: <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, regarding this movie, I think you know it's definitely better than I gave it credit for as a kid. Um.
1: Oh, for the record, i just been having the, um, the chill music in I've uh, just stuck in my head the entire time we were recording this.
0: Nice. So, you can still hear nice. me, right? Because I it being played at
1: Disneyland.
0: You can still hear me, right? Because usually when I go to you know, do stuff on Google, and we're on Discord, you aren't able to hear me, but now we're on
1: Hangouts. That's a certified downtown Disney moment. (laughs) Cool.
0: She cannot hear me, because I went to Google The Critic Reviews.
1: Uh, Do you have anything, um, left to say?
0: Yes, actually, I do have a few things to say. It turns out that Hangouts does not, uh, also does that thing that Discord does where, um, I can't Google something and have you still be able to hear me. Yeah, it's really annoying.
1: Oh, you can I was know.
0: Googling the critic reviews, um, so I could uh, give those scores. But anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and give them now. Um, IMDB gives this movie an 8.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 98%. And Metacritic is 88% on Google. Uh, 89% of Google users liked this movie. Once again, I don't really tend to trust
1: (laughs) that. That's a bit low for um Google. Yeah, that is really
0: low for Google because, like, like I've said a billion times before, people don't often go on Google to dislike something.
1: And again, it, I guess I can't say it's low for Google. I bet people just go, like, go for Google and just doing them four out of five stars, some stuff like that or whatever.
0: I mean, the way reviews work on Google, it's literally just either a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Oh. So, yeah. Um, Do you want to give your rating Uh, of this movie? You
1: know, I think around the... I think a lot of these movie critics have it right. Around the 8 range, you know? Because this is such a good movie, and I think what it does in storytelling, um, is able to make a calm, relaxing, but also suspenseful story. So, how about 8.2?
0: I am going to give this movie a flat 8. 8.0.
1: 8.0. Nice. Okay, so we're um, around the yeah, same Yeah, we're really
0: close. Target yeah, we're then. really close with this one. Um, so, yeah, I was going to talk about the free movie of the month, but then I realized when this episode comes out, it will actually be the week after, probably. Um, so, yeah. We'll get to that when we get to that. Um, um, for now, I'm going to... S-
1: When is free move? What is going to be the free move? Well, we won't
0: know until next week because we have to wait and see what's available in May. This episode's being recorded in April, by the way, for those of you who are listening.
1: Okay, but that's also cheating. It is April 29th. So? It's almost, like, (laughs) we can literally see in May. It is out our windows. Anyway, um,
0: regarding future movies, I'm going to go ahead and spin the wheel, and that's going to determine
1: the episode that
0: we're going to record tomorrow.
1: Imagine being at Doug Days. I kind of really hope it's Thor, uh, because
0: we do need to get on with the MCU. But anyway, I'm spinning the wheel now. Oh my god! Finally, it's not uh, Thor. Thor. Tangled. Okay. <laughs> yes. For those of you who don't know, Tangled is my favorite
1: Disney movie. Now, uh, for those who don't know, start knowing
0: <laughs> You better start knowing, yeah, because uh, oh, I could gush about that
1: movie for ages, but remember how much I gushed about Wally? tenfold right? <laughs> yeah probably more
0: but anyway um until next time i've been avery and that's been lily and we will be seeing you
1: i've been down i don't know